what is God saying about a new thing that God is doing? You know, in this season of, of Lent, we find ourselves often uh, reflecting on the texts that are about the Babylonian captivity, about uh, God's people being in danger, or, or about the Exodus, God's people having been enslaved. This liberating God, this free-making God, uh, Isaiah reminds us in this passage, has caused the Egyptians to get to the edge of the Red Sea on land, has taken God's people to the edge of the Red Sea on land. They find themselves unable to part. They think they're going to drown. And God parts the seas and makes a way for them out of no way, makes a way through the sea itself so they can get to the promised land alive and well and thrive. Yet Isaiah says, even this, even this is past history. If, if you think God was doing a, a wonderful thing then, let, let me just tell you, the thing that's going to happen next is going to be better. It's going to be bolder. It's going to be even more provocative, more um, awe-inspiring, so that all of the nations, not just you beautiful Israel, not just my people, but all of the nations will be able to know who and what I'm about. I'll not only make a road through the wilderness, I'll make rivers in the desert. I will cause the flourishing of land because it is wet with my love. And I will cause the wild animals to stand up and say thank you because I rescue them from parched thirst. I rescue the creation from thirst. And if I do that for them, I'm also, Isaiah says, going to do that for you. I don't know if you know this, but this text actually inspired the two vision statements that we've written at Middle Church since I've been on Team Middle. When I came in 2004, uh, Gordon Drott was preparing to retire. And so the consistory then worked with the congregation to write a vision statement to declare what the world would look like 10 years down the road. And, and declared ourselves to be artistic, welcoming, inclusive, and bold, and that God had called us to do a bold new thing on the earth. This vision statement is ours today. We kept the phrase, a bold new thing. What, what is the bold new thing that we thought God called us to do? To dismantle oppressive systems, to, um, to, de to declare all of humankind as beautiful, no matter who they love and no matter how they look. To create the beloved community, the reign of God on earth. And you can find that vision statement on our website at What Do We Believe? It is lofty, as vision should be. It is ambitious, as vision should be. And it's also beautiful. There's a phrase in there that our art is a prayer to the Holy Spirit. We who are still artistic, inclusive, welcoming, and bold, added to our sense of vision the sense that we were going to not only be multiracial and multiethnic, but to really try to create a multiracial, multiethnic society. That's why we offer these annual conferences every year now for 17 years, this will be. That's why we do anti-racist trainings. That's why we work with the Middle Project to set up teach-ins and laboratories and um, salons so that you can come and learn how to grow beautiful, beloved community, not only in our congregation, but in the world. 
This is our calling, y'all. This is the vision God placed before us. And still, you and I might experience the obstacles to this vision as somehow daunting. We can't help it. But how long, oh Lord, can we bear to deal with COVID, with, with COVID spikes and, and uh, regressions, but still COVID blocking our lives and making us feel afraid and uh, putting a barrier between us and our community? How long, oh Lord, can we bear a, a nation in which our Asian siblings get beat down just because they're Asian? How long, oh Lord, can we bear a, a world in which black and brown bodies still don't matter as much as white ones, whether it be how to immigrate out of a war-torn land or how to just walk and live and jog and sleep while being black in America? How long, oh Lord, will it be that women still make 20% less than men for doing the same job and that courts want to tell uh, baby-bearing people how to manage their bodies? How long, oh Lord, will it be that the human rights that we work so hard for as a nation around queer and trans and voting and race and gender are being rolled back because some folks think that their theology should dictate what our nation is like? These obstacles, these obstacles make us feel as though the new thing might not get here. And if it gets here, it might not get here on time. I want to let you know that I feel that way sometimes. I feel stuck between the now and the not yet, between the promise and the hope of what God is doing and the reality of its manifestation. Do you? Between the fire, between COVID, between the particular circumstances of the collegiate church in which our monies, quite frankly, are not flowing like they used to, our rebuild, our ability to create a new community for ourselves, a new, a new center for ourselves, sometimes feels to me just out of reach. And I'm frustrated and sad as I imagine the languishing feeling of that. And what I want to say to you today is on a good day, on a good day, friends, when I'm sitting with John, who's, a, who's my, my pastor, or when I'm praying or, or talking to friends, all of us sort of exegeting the world together, I think one, one way to think about what's happening in our world is that we are in the midst of birth pangs, that the new thing that God is doing, that God is creating in and through us is inside waiting to be born, inside waiting to be pushed out, and that the contractions of birth, the pulling and stretching and a little bit of ripping and tearing actually just hurts. But as Paul says in one of his beautiful letters, I'm convinced that the suffering of this present time isn't worth anything compared to the glory, the goodness about to be revealed in us. If that metaphor works for you, the idea of something being born and, and we're in a time of contraction and stretching, then I wanna invite you to think about what needs to be born in us as a community, what needs to be born in our world, and what needs to be born in, in you, my friend, so that we can be a participant in God's vision for a healed and whole world. What, what needs to be born? If that metaphor works for you, 
Like, let's spend some weeks thinking about that on the way to Easter. And if on the other hand, and this one often inspires me the most, <laughs> the metaphor for what's happening right now is the dying of systems that need to die, right? I mean, white supremacy needs to die. Rampant capitalism in which the only value you have is how much money you have, but you can't have no money, <laughs> needs to die. Our lack of care for the earth needs to die. Our lack of concern for the created order, the creatures among us, needs to die. The way that power is wielded with swords and guns needs to die. Violence needs to die. <clears throat> if that metaphor works for you, then imagine what needs to die in our neighborhood, in our community, in the, in the culture, and, and even in ourselves. What needs to die so we might live? What needs to, to shrivel up so new ways, new coping mechanisms, new ideas, new ideologies, new philosophies, honey, new theologies, so that that can be born. I'm about to do a new thing. Can you not see it? I'm about to make rivers in the desert. I'm about to quench the thirst for justice and righteousness. I am about to do something better than I've ever done before. This is the message Isaiah has for us this morning. As we who believe in freedom continue to work for justice, as we as a community who have grown by 600 members since March of last year, whose social media accounts have grown, whose impact in the world has grown, we who believe in freedom know that our, our faithfulness has yielded beautiful product, beautiful results, beautiful impact, and yet we yearn for a place to call home. We yearn for this fire thing to be behind us. So I just want to invite you to lean into the little symbols of hope that people have found us and made us their community gives me hope. That East End Temple has opened its doors to tabernacle us until we rebuild gives me hope. That the choir sings in Zoom squares gives me hope. That the acting class and the LGBTQ connections and the children's programs and the worship and the small groups and the Bible in the middle still happen gives me hope. The you are here gives me hope. I've been resonating with the West Side Story uh, anthem. Uh, could be, who knows? It's only just out of reach, down the block, on a beach. If we can wait, something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it is gonna be great. The air is humming and something great, something great is coming. Amen. <laughs>